Welcome to Pretty Funny Business, the playground brand we were forced to create in order to corral our founders' nonsensical ideas and general tomfoolery. From the founders of, but not generally endorsed by, Emmy Collective. From this podcast, you can expect off-the-cuff banter on feminism, funny business, and, well, not-so-funny business. Join us out of curiosity, stay for the hot takes and dad jokes. Hello and welcome to Pretty Funny Business. I'm Lauren Aquilino. And I'm Sydney Mulligan. And today we are so excited to have with us Helene, Helene my queen. A bag. We Helene, should have studied queen. up on your last name. Yes, you should. Because have. it's new. Is it a bag? A bag. Uh, but, but she also has it? like a new situation going on. I did a little rebrand. Oh, yeah. Tell us about your rebrand. It's the most exciting rebrand I have ever seen in my life. Well, I, I rebranded my uh, personal brand in, in the middle of a bush field in South Africa. <laughs> um, and now I have the longest last name in the world. Uh, it's even so long that Facebook doesn't let me update it because it's too many characters. I'm over the character <laughs> limit of Facebook. <laughs> I'm curious what the character limit is because there was a time that I considered hyphenating my last name, but my maiden name is quite long. And I was like, you know what? This is just too, too much. I think it's going to cause problems. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. So what's your new last name? How long is it? Uh, Well, it's Abeg, my original maiden name, and then a hyphen and then Darosa Almeida. So it's quite long. The people that we have in Emmy Collective are the most interesting people in the entire world. I will stand totally by agree. that. I will stand by that. And maybe it has something to do with being like a risk taker a little bit, like a freelance life, independent consulting. I don't know. But Helene, like, please. Here's what we happened. need like I'm the pre we need I the pre story. Know. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna tell us how, how we became aware of the situation and then I want all A to Z, the beginning, the middle, the end. So Helene is like planning a like two week vacation in South Africa. And we're like, that's so cool. We're going on a safari. It's going to be so fun. Like we're going to like make sure your clients are covered. No big deal. Hope you have a great time. And Helene is gone. She's gone for like a few days. I don't know, maybe halfway into your vacation. I get an Instagram message. that's like, surprise. Here's a link to <laughs> my wedding website. We got married. In a safari in South Africa. It was beautiful. So tell us how you well, arrived and like, there. As in, everything that as led in up to it. eloped. Like, not just like, hey, I planned this thing and didn't yeah. tell you, Sydney. Like, we didn't tell anybody. Oh, no. No, we didn't. No one was there. No. <laughs> no, even our parents didn't know. Like, nobody knew. Well, my accountant knew, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> Because, the accountants always have all the secrets. Yeah, because he holds he holds his part in this. Um, no, it was um, uh, well, it was it was kind of like a surprise to myself as well that I was getting married because after being single for like forty years, <laughs> I was like, this is not in the stars for me. But then, um, as of last March. Oh, this is going to be the most romantic episode of Pretty Funny Business, by the way. Oh, um, can't wait. We needed one of these. 
Uh, as of last March, uh, I was taking a beach walk with my then boyfriend. Uh, I haven't even showered yet. I was wearing like yoga pants and a slouchy sweater. We were just doing our Monday morning beach walk. And he asked me to get something from his backpack. So I turned around and when I turned back, he was there on one knee. So, yeah. That's beautiful. Um, that was beautiful. And then, you know, you have the engagement excitement. And then the next thing is, okay, but if you get engaged, there's going to be a wedding. <laughs> and <laughs> Did people know that you, were engaged, that you were engaged? Um, no, I didn't tell anyone. I, I don't think I knew that. No, yeah. I, I, didn't, I, don't think I, I didn't tell anyone. I was wearing my engagement ring, though. Um, nobody noticed except yeah, one I just of never see your hands. Uh, well, and also, Helene, do you wear your ring on your right hand? The engagement ring was right, but then with the wedding, it moved over to the left. I don't know left. if Got it's it. the same oh. in the U.S., but... Um, no, no, that's interesting. Um, so no, in the it's US, you now. wear it on your left hand always, and then you get like a second ring for the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have two now. See, yeah, there's one oh. and two. It's beautiful. Um, so it's only so one friend funny. noticed. Yeah, I've only ever heard you refer to him as your boyfriend. Yeah, which is kind so of I did funny not even know you were if you're in your 40s to have a boyfriend, but. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds awkward. But <laughs> when you turn 40, you start calling them your partner, I think, Helene. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, so then we were like thinking about, okay, now we got engaged, but now we have to have to get married. So how are we going to do this? Um, uh, what do we want? I mean, we've both never been married. Uh, we both thought we would never get married. So it's not like I had like this whole vision of my wedding since I was a baby girl or so we were like kind of in shock, like, oh, we did this and now we're going to get married. <laughs> um, so we were like going over of like things we want, we don't want. And then there's also logistics because uh, I live in Portugal. I am not Portuguese and Dutch. Uh, then I have a lot of international friends. Um, then he also has a lot of international friends. So we were like, do we want to host a wedding with like all international guests? So you, you have like the stress of planning a wedding plus like hosting so many people. And right. we came to a conclusion very quickly. Let's just go on a vacation because we both love to travel and just sneak sneak away and get married um <laughs> and 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 so we did so Best idea. yeah i think our plan started like let's go to italy and then it it got like more exotic and more exotic and we ended up getting married while on a safari in south africa so yeah <laughs> wow i like to say that you got married and the only witness was a lion yeah no we had elephants <laughs> too Rhino. I mean, there was a photographer. <laughs> uh, there was a photographer. There was a ranger was there. Um, uh, there were some people. So who officiated the wedding? Was it the ranger? No, no, no. It, uh... it was the lion, Sydney. <laughs> it was the lion? <laughs> the elephants, Lauren. <laughs> um, no, no, no. It was um, uh, 
uh, it was another lady. I think she was some kind of um, a church volunteer or church worker from uh, from the area. Um, uh, well, we couldn't do the legal part in South Africa. That was just too complicated being both from uh, different countries. So we did that. We went to City Hall like three hours before departure before our flights to South Africa so we went to City Hall did the legal part there jumped on an airplane and did the official wedding in um in South Africa and um that's where the accountant came in because you need a legal witness uh so we asked Mm -hmm. him because he's not only my accountant but he's also my husband's best friend and he's the one that set us up together So besides of being in charge over my finances, he also controls my love life now, which is kind of awkward. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much power to one person. (laughs) (laughs) Beginning of his villain arc. Um, Wait, was he your accountant and that's how you met your husband? Yeah, he set us up together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because he was your accountant first. Yeah, Yeah, he was my accountant first and then he was like, Oh, I have my really good friend, and maybe we should all have lunch together. And uh, and and that process took about, I think, two years, um, before wow. we started dating. So um, it's beautiful. Yeah. So you know, let it be known, all the single people out there, just get with your accountant. They might know someone. They usually have your best interests in mind, and apparently they love to play matchmaker. And if you prefer to stay single, fire your accountant. You know, it's just too risky. (laughs) It's just too much. It's too much. Oh, man. Well, Helene, we are so excited to have you on the show today. Uh, For all the people out there that don't know Helene, um, Helene is a consultant with Emmy, but Helene has actually been freelancing for quite a long time. Um... I would love to hear, Helene, more about how you got into freelancing, why you chose that, and how you got into MOPS in general. Mm. Well, I think the funny thing is that I was freelancing before I got into MOPS. I think I'm, I'm the oh, only one. Wow. <laughs> um, because I started freelancing quite early in my career. I think I had about like four or five years work experience in marketing, like generic marketing. Uh, when I moved to freelancing, I mean, I don't know. I was still quite young. I wanted to see different places. I wanted to discover what was out there. And, you know, if you're employed, uh, you kind of like expected to stay for two or three years. Uh, and I would like to see more in a in a shorter time frame. So I started freelancing like as a as a like a generic marketing person doing campaign management, marketing management. Um, and I think it was my. So was this like it was like before people could really? You're talking about like you wanted to travel, right? Or that you literally wanted to be able to move jobs very often? Yeah, I just wanted to see different companies, you know. Um, Mm, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, back in the day, like online marketing was not what it is right now, you know, like in university, we didn't even have it, you know, because we were still taught how to make a brochure. (laughs) 
like <laughs> online wasn't really how to package a product right yeah um yeah so i mean there were websites and like monthly newsletters and there was like some kind of like uh ceo going on but it wasn't very advanced back then um uh so well as as i was new and it had my interest i was always like working more on the digital stuff uh, I went freelance and I think it was in my second freelance gig. I was doing a maternity cover um, for a marketing campaign manager. And that company was working with Marketo. That is about 13 years ago or maybe more. I don't know. Uh, so I was taught Marketo on the job while doing a maternity cover. Maternity covers in Europe are a little bit longer than they are in the US. Yeah. Uh, I had six yeah. weeks to learn all I could learn. Oh, wow. Uh, no, here it was, it was about six months I was on the, on the job. And I was lucky enough to learn Marketo on the job. And I was lucky enough to have a great mentor because uh, the marketing ops manager at that time was Adam Watterson. I think uh, he's a kind of a famous name in Mopsland <laughs> and he was my mentor. Like he taught me how to use Marketo and he guided me to get better. I did not know this. I love like, I love the crazy web that has been woven yeah. in life. Um, was it a Dutch company? Were you... Yeah, it was a there? it was a Dutch company with a CMO from California, and I think, well, I suspect he was the mm -hmm. one that brought Marketo and Adam along. Um, gotcha. So yeah, sense. I think they were also well, one of. How did you get your first freelance gig? I think like this is a question that people ask us a lot that are not freelancers. Um, like, how do you start? You I just quit your job and be like, oh, I'm here for freelancing. Who wants me? Um. No, I, I used an agency. Like in, in the Netherlands, you can use many like um, headhunting agencies. That's or... true, like a staffing agency. Yeah. I guess you could technically do that for like a short term. Um, like, like a Kelly. I don't know. I don't know what's national here. Like Kelly Services, Gave Force. What's another big staffing? Oh, Experience, I think is what we used previously. Mason Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Then, like yeah. agencies similar to, to that. Um, uh, so... I think I've got like 70% of my gigs word of mouth and the rest is all through agencies. Agencies can be a great help, I think, in finding um, finding freelance work. Uh, so yeah, that was my first uh, Marketo gig. I learned Marketo there on the job. Uh, the day I was having my goodbye party, um, the market. they give you a party after six months i mean yeah what a charmer yeah well Europe was really a better place to live yeah no but, but it was also back in the day when we worked in an office you know and if you've worked five days a week mm -hmm. uh, with a whole team in the for office six for six months time. i mean not that it was like a big party but we're doing like we went for dinner or lunch or um That's uh, sweet. and like at that party, I heard that the marketing manager for the U.S. resigned and they needed like immediate follow up. So I ended up staying longer. <laughs> I got promoted on my goodbye party. 
um, and I uh, I replaced that role until they uh, had a permanent hire. Um, and from there, it was just I've been doing one freelance gig after another. Uh, most of them were because of my Marketo skills, not all of them. Some of them worked with other systems or um, I was a people manager or I did quite a few different things. Um, but especially... You were a freelance people manager? Uh, yeah, I've been in a role where I was just people managing. Also maternity covers. Maternity wow. covers are great. People maternity get pregnant. Covers, it's yeah. great for business. No. <laughs> Makes it really easy in, in Europe, I guess. Lots of maternity leaves to cover, and yeah. uh, and we just have layoffs. We just have two, two we big just have barriers. Lots of layoffs. <laughs> we just have lots of layoffs yeah. to cover in the U.S. Yeah. Less happy. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how I kind of got into f- freelancing and into Marketo, and it's been like that ever since. Um, why have you stuck with it? What do you love about it? Um, I think just it's very diverse. Uh, I also take on roles that are quite diverse. Um, you get to see, you know, different companies, how they do things, um, you know, how they choose to um, shape their instance. I mean, with Marketo, you can get the same results in so many different ways. Um, it's interesting to see. Um, I think it just keeps me awake um, and on my toes. Uh, sometimes it's also hard to make a switch like every six months to a different role in a different company. Uh, I must say like right. the, the first month, if I'm on a new big job, I just cancel all my friends. I'm like... <laughs> I need to. <laughs> I need I to too re- much. I it's need to recover much. from this. Um, <laughs> and I think also like halfway through my career, um, I took a break after I serviced the same client three years full time. I needed a break after that. Oh, wow! I decided to travel for a while. Uh, the initial plan was to go three months. Uh, I ended up staying six months coming back very broke but <laughs> and during the trip I was like the work that I do like you don't need to be in an office for that now that doesn't sound like a revolutionary thought at all um but like six years ago or seven years ago uh people yeah. were still like working from the office and if you were lucky you were allowed to work one day at home um And while I was traveling, I was like, I love traveling. I love my job. Why can I not do both? So um, I came back. I took a job over the course of the summer, more or less, uh, in the Netherlands. And then I decided, you know, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to, like, cancel my lease. I'm going to sell all my stuff. I'm going to fit my life into one backpack. And I'm going to go on an adventure and I'm going to travel and work as, at the same time. I think now very known as a digital nomad, back then that word didn't exist. 
You're like the OG digital nomad. Yeah, I must say that. I don't know why they're not called digital Helene's. Like, clearly, she's the inventor. <laughs> she's the pioneer. Uh, <laughs> but back then, it was very. You're totally hard. right about the remote work, too. Like, it was. I mean, I remember even in like 2019, I uh, had been working fully remote for a few years and I went on maternity leave and I met all these people. I was like pretty new to New York. I met all these other moms in my neighborhood who had babies and we were talking about going back to work and they were all just like shocked that I worked remote. Like, how do you do that? I don't understand. I could never. And then the pandemic happened like nine months later Yeah, and suddenly everyone was at home. I was very smug about it. And uh, now no one wants to go back to the office. They're like, wait, we never needed to go back to the office. No, I don't think... Why were we there in the first place? Yeah. I (laughs) I just needed to buy a monitor and a desk, and now I'm fine. (laughs) Well, you can also go without a monitor and a desk. That's Um, true. But back in those years, uh, I got... I had a lot of, like, sales talks, and I lost a lot of possible new clients because I was working Mm -hmm. remote. Like, the whole concept was just too exotic for them I don't know or the th- or the fact that I was working from like different countries or um so I got a lot of no's but I also got a couple of yeses which kept me traveling around the world and working sometimes Enough I would to keep the lights on yeah sometimes I would come back for a couple of months during the summer and uh, take a job uh, based in Europe um and I did that for quite a few years until I was getting kind of tired of living the gypsy life uh, because you're always on the move you never you were you were a mops gypsy I'm a mops gypsy <laughs> um, and I started thinking about like settling somewhere and then I was like okay let's give Portugal a try and I was just more or less had you been to Portugal before like no. did you no, no. <laughs> never you were like I'm going to move there. I decided to move to a country. Portugal seems great. I'm going to go there. Uh, I'd never been. I was like, I like to serve. So I was like, I want to be able to serve. I don't, I don't want to be too far from my parents. I'm the only child. They are older. Um, So I I want to be in a place where I don't speak the language at all. That was a (laughs) primary requirement. It's it's (laughs) still not easy, but um, you know, Portugal is like, a three-hour flight if I want to see my family it's only a one-hour time difference um, with my family it's one hour closer to the U.S. where most of my clients are based um, I can serve there oh I didn't realize that so you're in the same time zone as London yeah oh, you are the same as London okay yeah got it so uh the Netherlands are another one got it I was like let's let's try it you know the weather is better um I just went there I started in an Airbnb uh and later I rented my apartment but I was there for like two or three months and then COVID hit so I was like in this new country I didn't know anyone (laughs) and then COVID hit um so that was different. Uh, and then, So then I decided the only thing I could do was try and get my finances in order. And I met my accountant. <laughs> met my accountant and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of. Um, so, and I'm, I'm 
still here um and uh i yeah i got married to portuguese so um yeah that's that's so you're sticking story. around portugal yeah. now well portugal girly uh we might move i a mean portugirly a portugal a portugirly <laughs> name of the episode we found it <laughs> That doesn't speak Portuguese, or well, I, I do speak a little, but it's very limited. So I don't know if Portugali, I, I deserve that name. <laughs> I probably don't. Does your husband speak English or, or yes. Dutch? Yes. No, he did. Well, okay. he speaks a little bit of Dutch. He tries, uh, but he speaks English very well. His job About the same amount of Portuguese that you speak. Yeah. Uh, his job is super international. So his work is English all day. Um so gotcha. that's our um, that's our language together, yeah. So that's why your accountant was like, I know someone who speaks English. <laughs> you would be perfect. <laughs> no, I thought it was more like, okay, he speaks English, and then also like I'm quite tall, and in general, people in Portugal are not tall. I think I married the tallest Portuguese guy. <laughs> of the country <laughs> so i think it was based on language height and that was it you know the deal was done that was it she's no. nice she's pretty nice yeah. she's a nice lady she's so. tall she's beautiful she speaks english you guys will have a great time yeah. <laughs> Queen, how tall are you uh in foot we can uh yeah, so we i think can, it's, uh, i think calculate it's six that. foot <laughs> No, That's what I thought. yeah, yeah, six. Yeah, Homies. so I think it's gonna be you know far. You got a foot taller than Lauren. Already passed. Yes, we are. Helena's coming to Wapsapalooza in a couple of weeks. This I will not wear will... heels. <laughs> yeah, no, you will not. <laughs> I am five feet one inch and three fourths. <laughs> Of an additional inch. Five two on the good hair day. You will be a full. Right, right now I might be. Five five two is an added headband. Let's be honest. Yeah. Five two with no headband. No, with a knotted. With a knotted. The knot makes me five two. A regular headband. Yeah, that gives you the little boost. Yeah. Not enough. One and three quarters. Yeah. Right. Man, I'm going to be surrounded by extremely tall people. Uh, You think I make you feel short? Helena's like, Five inches taller than me. And YY, who will be co-presenting with Sydney, is also yes. six feet? Is She's she six close feet? to six feet tall. She might be like 5'11". Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You have some supermodels around I here. I know. I'm sorry, Lauren. I'm sorry. You're going to be... Well, okay. I will, I, will, um, I will manage the fashion show. I won't be in it, but I'll be like, okay, <laughs> girls. You're not going to be participating. This is where we line up. America's next top model. Yeah. Okay. Mom's don't talk about it. Next top model. I used to have recurring dreams about being on America's Next Top Model. It's always <laughs> getting cut because I was so short, like one hundred percent of the time. Well, I was going to say, has anyone analyzed the just like general effect on self-esteem of human beings that were uh, adolescents during the peak America's Next Top Model era? Oh man, bad. It's bad. It's bad. I mean, bad. It sent me to a ten-year tizzy of clearly wanting to be on the show, but just like six-foot beautiful woman wearing a size four, a plus-size model. Like no, no, bad, bad, bad. I can't, Tyra. You have damaged a generation. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was kind of the same as wedding dress shopping. Why do all the dresses come like in a size four sample? I'm like, this is so uncool. Because they want you to spend money on the alterations, probably. probably. (laughs) That's true. That is crazy. Weddings are such a racket, man. Lauren and I both got married really young. So we were in the like, well, I'll speak for myself, in the peak, like, oh, I wedding dress that's like princess and big wedding, blah, 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 because that's what you do when you're 22. But uh, I would do it differently if I was an actual adult when I got married. I would probably. And what year did you get married? Safari. Uh, 2015. 15. Okay. Yeah. I had my what year did you child in 2015. Um, <laughs> I got married in 2009, and it was like right before Pinterest occurred, so it was almost like lucky for me. Oh, yeah, that you know was what I mean. Good. Like I, I didn't peak Pinterest wedding. Yeah, I didn't have that. Like I yeah. had like stuff that I knew that I wanted, but I remember like the most Pinteresty thing we did was we took a picture that had that was a sign that said thank you on it and then used it for our thank you cards. Oh, for your thank you cards. Yeah. yeah. That's like, I remember thinking that was like the coolest cute. idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, we were like absolute peak Pinterest. We had um, personalized koozies for wedding mm-hmm. favors. We had a hashtag. A we photo booth. All a photo booth. We did have a photo booth. <laughs> yep. Uh, we had all all of the stuff, you know, all uh, the big white poofy dress and the tuxedos, even though it was 150 degrees outside because it was June in North Carolina. And it was just, you know, it was very representative of my 22 year old self. <laughs> Mine was very representative, I think, of being a logistical mind and being middle class fancy because we did things <laughs> like got married on a Friday in January. <laughs> oh, we also got married on a Friday because it was cheaper. <laughs> and also, yeah. when you're all wrapped up in the evangelical church, you cannot be engaged for a long time. And it is tough. Saturday in June, those book up fast. So <laughs> right, right, right. We're already Friday you were out of luck. No Saturdays in yes. June available. Sorry. So, so because Friday we had a winter was. wedding, I had zero flowers. No flowers in my wedding. Literally zero. Hmm. I should say, I shouldn't say that. We had bouquets. But like... There was no like okay. flowers otherwise. Centerpieces on tables. Yeah. 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 Maybe we had like I like I don't know. We had flowers, but then like the day of the wedding, all the flowers were they were like mostly white flowers and they were all brown. And the florist was like, Well, yeah, it's because it's summer, so it's hot, so the flowers are turning brown. I'm like, why why would you this seems like a conversation we should have had in the selection process like can you imagine being like a like a marketo consultant and implementing something and being like well duh when you turn on request campaigns it makes your whole system slow of course if you move (laughs) to a new marketo instance you're gonna lose all the cookie tracking why did you not just assume that (laughs) you're the expert you're just yeah we love you. Um, I would like to talk about travel now, since we're on the travel topic. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are, first of all, very excited to see you in a few weeks. And by the time the general public is hearing this, we were very excited to see you a few weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> I would love to hear about your other, any other business travel you've done or conferences you've attended or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. we usually have like a fun crazy story of i can't believe this happened i ended up in a 
penthouse party room with all of the executives from Marketo and there was free in and out. Just, you know, any kind of fun conference um, experience you had like that. Otherwise, I crossed Will Smith's arm for 3.5 seconds. I'm sorry. I should yeah, have asked for that also counts like that. Okay. Well, I think I didn't go to many conferences because, well, you have a few now in Europe, but they are mostly in the U.S., and it's a bit of an investment for me to um, to go. I went to one Marketo Summit back in the days when it was still a Marketo Summit and not the Adobe Summit. And it was a summit every year. Do you know what year you were there? It was the um, uh, DJ Jesse Jeff year, the Will Smith okay, year. Nice. Was so <laughs> year, right. year, everybody was there. Uh, I was there too. Yep. Um, and I flew in, I think two or three days early to celebrate my birthday there before the, before the summit started. Uh, I had one of my Amsterdam friends come over just for a couple of days. Uh, it was really fun. Uh, but I think looking back in hindsight, what was really fun is that that year we had a pool party with Will Smith and Jazzy Jab and and there were a few people there from the Dutch Marketo user group community and you know apparently like we in the Netherlands we think a pool party at a pool party you swim because otherwise it's not a pool party Uh, so after like the summit sessions, we all went back to our hotel rooms to pick up our swim shorts and bathing suit and bikini and whatever and whatnot. (laughs) We went to the party and had a few drinks. Nobody was in the pool. And we were like, why is nobody in the pool? It's a pool party. What's the reason you're throwing a pool party if nobody's in the pool? So, um, you know, of course you don't want to be the first one. Uh, but after a few beers and like one weirdo floating around in the pool, we were like, <laughs> this is the time. <laughs> this is the time. So we were in the pool and I remember getting a few eyebrows. Uh, and then later I heard from like other people attending that party that they had to sign waivers with their company that they were not allowed to go in the pool or they would get fired. And there weren't weren't that many people in the pool. And then it was like, no, but in the US, when you're invited for a pool party, it's just mingling around the pool. You're not supposed to go in the pool and especially not in your bikini. I was like, okay. (laughs) Uh, But for Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Watching this story play out. My camera roll. Yeah. (laughs) I'm watching this story play out between the two of you right now was like the best thing that could have ever possibly happened. Sydney, I would both like to thank and congratulate you for not interrupting at any point. <laughs> wow. What restraint generally, but for you? Holy cow. I took my meds. Okay. We need to just let this settle. And Sydney, okay. you may now respond. Okay. Helene, I just... <laughs> I'm consulting my camera roll because I did get in the pool fully clothed on a float and a woman appeared and was wearing a bikini and was the only person in the pool and pulled me on the float from one end of the pool to the other and then returned me back to the stairs. 
I had a great time. It was wonderful. Never saw this person again. That sounds Is like this me. you? Uh, yeah, well, back then I didn't dye my hair blonde. It could be me. Like, <laughs> that would be so funny. Yeah, that's me! <laughs> <laughs> that's me! <laughs> I mean, this is going to be a weird thing to say because by the time this podcast airs, this will already be out. But we have an episode with Jessica Cross who planned this party. She was at the Everstring party and she was at Everstring and she planned this party. And yeah. when we were talking to Jessica, I told her about I was I got on the float in the pool and someone pulled me across. Was that part of the party? So, were, that there so. were people in the pool? Did you put so, those people there? So, Sydney? <laughs> to take me have, on a ride? <laughs> Sydney, we have VIP tickets for life for this party. Like, I, I swear. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. This is too much. No, we it's really to, okay. to wow. see yourself on a photo with somebody you work with. <laughs> Someone else's like phone. Eight years ago <laughs> that you didn't even know existed. Okay. Okay. In wow. my mind, Sydney, yeah. when you yeah, told that to address, you were like, hey, an angel came down from heaven. <laughs> 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 I was so drunk. I was just like, I'm going to get on this float. And then I did. And then an angel appeared and said, we're going on a ride. And we went here. Like, there's a whole progression. We go from one side of the pool to the other. I, was, I had a moment where I was like, I am out here in the water and I am fully clothed. And if I fall off this float, we are going to be in trouble. But then you just safely delivered me right back to the steps. I got off and then that was it. You know, that makes you a great consultant reading people's minds. <laughs> And to oh, add to this, God. this girl is in a pickle. I'm <laughs> to add to this, like later, there was another lady in that pool. We were in that pool. We connected on LinkedIn. We didn't speak for years. Then she reached out to me. Hey, I'm going on maternity leave. Do you want to cover for me? And I got the job. <laughs> that pool. Has Get in the, the pool. Is that? Oh, there's a video. Oh my God, there's a video. Oh no. <laughs> Is there? Yeah, that's me. Delivering Sydney. There we go. Oh man, guys. Oh, too much. Guys, too guys, much. This is too much. 
too much. All right. Well, I don't know how we're ever going to move on from that. Uh, I would just like yeah. to say that this is exactly what I hoped to get out of this experience. <laughs> um, we're, we're really triangulating where everyone was at that party. I love that I get to like tag that Helene was also in the pool with Sydney. We were together in the pool. (laughs) I was also so into this floating swan because this was 2016 and it was uh, shortly after Taylor Swift and Calvin Harris were photographed on the floating swan in the pool at her house in Rhode Island. No, it was was on July 4th at her July 4th party in Rhode Island. Um, So then the swan floats just like exploded. They were everywhere. And when I saw the swan float in the pool and I was super drunk, I was like, I am Taylor Swift and I am going to get on this float Mm -hmm. right now. Here's my moment. Here is my moment. Wow. Okay. Well, I hope everyone else enjoyed that as much as we did. That was a top five, top five moment for me. Um, We do unfortunately have to move on. Uh, Helene, other than me, the other girl in the pool, and of course the swan float. Is there anyone that you would love to work with again? I know this is a very hard question because you've worked with so many people because you've been Mm. consulting for such a long time. And I would like to make our usual disclaimer that if you have worked with Helene and you are expecting her to say your name right now and she does not, that was an oversight and she loves you and she does want to work with you again. Yeah. Um, well, of course, I think it would be fun to work again with my initial mentor, with Adam, uh, to see if we would work together again That's in the fun. same instance, um, yeah. uh, what that would be like. And then on a few occasions at a variety of clients, I worked with um, Heather and the Blumenfeld brothers. That sounds like a terrible band. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it's the head of marketing and um, it started with one Blumenfeld brother and then he left and then he proposed his brother as his replacement and then he didn't like his new job and he came back and we had two of them and then I encountered <laughs> them on with one or two different clients um, further along in my career so that was always like heaps of fun Um but I worked with so many great people. Like, I don't know even where to start, you know? Also, I feel because the community is quite, well, I don't want to say small, but it's a small world. And um, intimate. Yeah. <laughs> or small pool, however you want to call it. Everyone knows uh, everyone. Pool. <laughs> a small pool. A small pool. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there are lots of people I'd like to work with. Um, like to work with again but hey if the government keeps raising uh the age we can retire you know i still have to work until i'm 70 uh that's that's 30 more years so baby you can self-fund you can self-fund you'll be there just talk to your accountant ask them how much you need to save you're good (laughs) so i still have like 30 years to buddy up with my old work buddies so uh it will happen. You've got it plenty of time. Yeah. Confident. An opportunity must present itself. Must yeah. present itself. All right. Um, okay. So now we are going to do 
a segment called Something You Want, Something You Need, Something to Wear, and Something to Read, which is pretty self-explanatory and is something that we ripped off of Parenting Pinterest. Um, Basically, you were going to tell us something you want. It can be absolutely anything, but it cannot be Mm. a need. It has to be a want. And then something you need, something to wear, Mm. something you like to wear, something you're wearing, something you wish you were wearing, anything like that, and then something to read either something you want to read or something you have read and recommend Ooh, um well something i want i i would love to fly business class from now on i do a lot of traveling <laughs> i have long legs i'm terrible with jet legs and every time you know i hate it when they like board you into the plane and then you think, oh, this is amazing, but it's business class. And then you have to walk through business class <laughs> and you go straight into Just economy and you're like, worse. nah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. That, yeah, man, that you're be... tall. You need, to, you need to not fly business. You need to not fly economy. Yeah. Um, so if, if that would ever be in my economic power, <laughs> that would be a very nice thing to have. Um Something I need. Um, I think I have everything I want. I'm a happy camper. Privileged PV. You needed to get married and you did it. Privileged PV. Yes, when we have people on that um, don't have any needs, we call them privileged PVs. If I needed it, I would just get it. And I already got it, so I'm good. (laughs) No, like, I think I have everything I need. Like, Do you have a raincoat? Yeah, I'm Dutch, of course. I was born in a raincoat <laughs> on a bicycle. You know, I will or also say lips. that Helene lived as a mops gypsy for so long that her uh, needs are probably much smaller than most people. She's just like, yeah, what I mean, you you that. what is a true what, need? What do I need? Like, I love my job. I have a roof over my head. I'm healthy. I have family and friends. Uh... I can pay my bills. What else do you want? You, you know? know, I'm rejecting privileged PV for you. This isn't a privileged PV. I so have sweet. no needs. This is just a wholesome appreciation for what you is actually important in life. Yeah, but I think especially now with like half of the world on fire, like you don't need as much as you think you need. It's pretty basic, you know. Yeah, you can. You can. It, maybe because you already life. have a rain jacket. That <laughs> you feel that way. <laughs> We've just had several people mention that a rain jacket is something that they need. A better rain I, jacket, or they don't yeah. have a rain jacket. Yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> no, I, I I don't need anything. They look so okay, well, uh, While we're on the topic, as as a Dutch person, I would consider you to be an expert on rain jackets. What's the best rain jacket? Ooh, I I I am pretty sure that our consumer union. Uh, did extensive research to the best okay. rain jacket available in the country. Uh, then, yeah, we have Consumentabonds. It's a, it's a kind of like a union for consumers and they test consumer products from mattresses to, to dishwashers to rain jackets to... And then they have Bro, like I gotta move to the I mean, we have this. It's just not part of the government. You have to like... No, it's, I don't think it's part of the government. Yeah, we have but, like um, 
because it's not regulated, it's all actually pay to play. Like wire cutter from the New York Times is probably the closest yeah. thing we have to this, where they just like tell you, okay, you need to buy an air purifier. Here's the best air purifier. Okay, you need no, to buy. No, isn't there like a, a coffee consumer? Maker. Here's coffee maker, but consumer reports. Okay, but I can I can consumer. research it, and then there's like the winner, and then you have the one with the best price quality ratio. Uh, so I could like serve you up the winners and if you want, I can bring you one from the Netherlands. I'm here now. So, wow. Wow. You know what? Maybe we could give it away at our booth because neither Sydney or I need a room jacket. So (laughs) if you bring room jackets, actually, (laughs) if you bring one to uh, Mopsy Poo, we will give it away. We'll give it away. Yeah. Yeah, We'll do a raffle. That'd be a good idea. I can see what I can do. So uh, you know what I would really like for you to bring me though from the Netherlands is um, what? free healthcare. It... <laughs> well, it's not a hundred percent free, uh, but um, I think it's more free than it is here. <laughs> yeah, it definitely will be uh, less expensive. Freer, yeah, yeah, less expensive. Freer, more free, less expensive. More free. like you idiots. Less yeah. expensive. But, yeah, <laughs> That's um... not a word, you morons. As, as long as um, okay. As long as it's in the legal spectrum, I can bring you anything from here. So uh, let right, me we'll know. Do some research. <laughs> we'll do some research. Let's see <laughs> what what can you carry. Um, okay, something to wear. Ooh, I'm big on fashion. Uh, I, I know this is a plain gray sweater, but before I studied marketing, I went to fashion school. Believe it or not, Ooh. in Canada, no, I buy that. <laughs> out of all places. <laughs> Where did you go? Where, where are you living? Uh, to the in Toronto, to the Toronto. School of Fashion Marketing and uh, no, it was called the International Academy of Design. That was it. Um, it's a long oh. time ago. I was eighteen. Uh, so, but I still love uh, fashion. Um, I especially love French fashion, which is kind of hard if you're six foot tall because. <laughs> <laughs> it's all super tiny um uh but uh no what i love to wear like yeah i like to buy clothes i also sell them again on um platforms for used clothing oh, yeah. i also buy things there yeah. again um yes. what are the platforms so I, that you use to buy and sell we're both we both use poshmark they have mixed um, feelings about it sometimes i just sell things in on in europe it's more vintage I don't know if you have Vintet. it in the US. Yeah, Vintet. And then there are some like specialty stores for if you have certain upscale brands. Uh, not that yeah. I have a lot of certain upscale brands, but uh, if I do have yeah. one, that's where I buy it or that's sell it. That's like the place where they will pay, pay for it. Um, yeah. uh, so uh, no, but I also love to go shopping. Um, although my accountant advises me not to be. <laughs> He's like, do you want to retire before 70, Helene? Quit it. Stop right now, woman. (laughs) Um, She's like, but I I resell them. It's fine. Yeah. Clothes and and shoes. Shoes, handbags. Uh, Mm. It used to be high heels. Now it's just all sneakers. Uh, um, Lots of vans. I'm excited because they come from Anaheim, California, and we're going there. So... Mm. Um, Ooh, I, didn't know yeah, I really, really, really want to get Helene to uh, Pacific Beach somehow. 
I think we're gonna get a car. I might take you there, honey. So, so you know, she's what? a surfer. It's because it's like, oh. uh, it's like iconic surf town just north of San Diego. Like we're pretty close mm. to there, and she just wants to be like a little skater surfer girl in America. That's all she's trying to do. Look at her. Yeah, well, <laughs> skating not so much. Surfing, yes. I know, but I know, but Vans is like a skate. It's like a skating brand too. Yeah, like skate a, shoes. Um, yeah, skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Can have skater style and not actually have a skater a skateboard. Yeah, a skateboard no, I tried skateboarding, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's uh, I think I need to get dental insurance first before I get <laughs> skateboard. <laughs> I am That's like. Fair. That's fair. I'm I'm a bit clumsy moving my body, and if you fall in water, it's no problem. If you if you fall on like a tarmac road, it's, it's more of a problem. More problematic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think fun. the taller you are, it's just harder to be coordinated. Your center of gravity yeah. is much higher. It's just tough. Yeah. I trip all the yeah. time. All yeah. The time. I wanted to be a, a gymnast when I was a little girl. Not feasible. <laughs> no, they're really tiny, tiny little things <laughs> flying through the air. Not aerodynamic enough at six feet tall. Um, okay, okay. there was something one more to read. Something, oh, yeah, to, something read. to read. Go for it. Mm, that is tricky because I am more of a writer than I am a reader. Um, oh, interesting. Tell us about it. What do you, you like write? To write? Um, well, it was during like my first leg of a long travel destination. My um, housemate, my flatmate, gave me a little journal, and I started journaling. And the journaling started into like read it, writing stories and about my travel, about life. And I continued that tradition for years. I must say the last couple of years, I haven't been writing that much. Um, but I love to write. I don't know if I'll ever publish, uh, but it's just something I enjoy to do. Oh, cool. um, are you writing like like reflective kind of stuff or are you writing like stories? Yeah, everything. Like it was a mix of everything. Um, That's cool. Uh, so, last book I've been reading. I have to think. I am not sure. I have to get back to it's you also on that. Also, not have a book. You know, the journals but that I, you wrote I, yourself definitely count. Yeah, and I do a lot of magazines. I like magazines. Um, I know it doesn't sound like a lot of French fashion. Uh, also, yeah, interiors, too. French fashion, interior design is one of my yeah. other things that I like to do. I'm in mom's house now. That's why it looks like a country club or an antique shop. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my tiger wall is not here. Uh, everyone who's had a conference call with me knows about my famous tiger wall. Oh, yeah. um, the tiger wall is unfortunately wall. Uh, not not here. Uh, I, I don't read a lot Portugal. of business books. Maybe I should do that more, or, or you maybe know, less. Once you, once you graduate to freelance, independent, you just need to keep your own brain sharp, you know, with whatever yeah. you want. Like, if it's French fashion, then that's what we're doing here. Yeah, but I, yeah. I also have the feeling with, like, popular business books or management books is everybody reads them, and everybody's going to do that because they read it. Yeah, so It's fine. We'll follow them. Just, 
We'll ask uh, him how to look yeah. at it. It's just better to just like, eventually. <laughs> keep to your own mindset, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you don't thinking. need to be someone who you are not in your reading life. Reading should be joyful. <laughs> that is true. All right. That last but not least, we have our favorite segment, which is PFB on the streets. In this segment, uh, Lauren will give you a word. It is uh, like, I don't know if you're familiar with Billy on the streets, where like Billy Eichner goes around New York City and just comes up to random people on the street. He's like, $4, $4, and then says something and they have to respond to it. So that's what you're going to do. Lauren's got some words oh. for you. She's going to say it. And then you just give us your cold reaction. <laughs> okay, well, let's bring it on. Okay, so where do I start? I'm going to start business. That's fine. So for $1, I would like your opinion on um, project managers. <laughs> much needed and much appreciated. <laughs> Love project yeah. managers. Well, uh, sometimes I, I feel like I'm two into one, uh, like a project manager and um, a Marketo consultant. Uh, but no, it's like, you know, 40% project management, 40% therapist, 20% technical execution. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much yeah. it. <laughs> That and then is... if you get gilded with your own project manager that is like just project managing your stuff a dream oh a dream Whoa. now you yeah. can do 60 percent execution 40 percent <laughs> yeah therapist. yeah or like a, a ticket a, a good like demand center you know uh request yeah. forms ticketing if that's set up you know you can just be a little mops rocket all all day long yeah uh yeah. i love so. that all right i would like your opinion on disneyland <laughs> are you gonna well, go to disneyland of course i'm gonna go i'm 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 gonna sit like i think my flight including the connection is like six thousand hours 15 <laughs> hours so i am not gonna, gonna make come the most of this trip all the way from lisbon to la i'm gonna do everything um so i am coming to what is it disneyland disney world it's disneyland. Um, yeah. well it's disneyland in california and disney world is in florida okay uh, well the last time i was in something disney was in the European for Euro Disney, I think it is, in um, mm -hmm. close to Paris. I went there with my mom, and it just opened. So that I was probably oh, like fun. eight or nine or ten or. Oh wow! Uh, that was my first and only. <laughs> uh, this Disney is your first time experience. at Disney as an adult. Yes, it is. So I feel uh, a lot of pressure to make sure everyone has a good Disney adult time. Well, if the, if there's a pool, it shouldn't enough. be too hard. No, <laughs> I don't think that they really allow you to get in the water features and within the Disney parks. But I will leave that up to you two to decide. You know, maybe if it's like near closing time, you can jump yeah, in. Yeah, or maybe we can like before we go get like uh, Ariel costumes and just flop around the pool dressed as Ariel, and they think Love we're that. the entertainment. So 
I love that. Great idea. You know? Great idea. Okay. I do want to know, this is more of like a, um, not really a one word answer, but I do want to know like, what was your favorite safari animal for $1? <laughs> uh, I think it was the elephant. Yeah. yeah. They're so cute. So huge. It's the and first huge. time you felt short. <laughs> well the giraffe also made me kind of feel little but um fair fair point, uh, fair point. i don't know there's something about the elephant it, it carries its wisdom in a nice way so um i like that how poetic they're, they're also vegetarian so we're buddies you know <laughs> oh i didn't know you're vegetarian good yeah. thing we covered that in the last three minutes so there are going to be some <laughs> dietary concerns <laughs> I need to be aware of. Great, 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 great. Awesome. Well, Helene, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I am so excited to meet in person. We may have to do like a post-Mops Palooza wrap-up with everyone that we're hanging with. Um, Thank you for sharing all your wonderful stories. That is maybe the hardest I've laughed to find out you two were floating in the pool. And especially the fact that Helene was like, there was one weirdo, of course, already in there. (laughs) And then I could go. No, no. But the funny thing is, like, I was talking to Sydney and I was like, I cannot believe I'm going to meet you in person. I'm coming to Mopsapalooza. We're finally going to meet. And then we met all those years ago. And we just don't even remember. Like, I love that. I can't believe it's, it. I was Same. crying. I there were several tears. I, I cannot wait for you to send all those videos and, and photos. And, I'm um, going to send it to you right now. Uh, I can I can uh, check my camera roll. I don't think I have any thing. But, Who was the um, photographer? Because these are of you both. Do yeah, you know? that's a good question. Um, it might have been, <laughs> it might have been Janine who's now one of our clients <laughs> I, at the time at the time we didn't work together anymore but we had worked together like six months prior and then she left um if I'm, you should check in I'm, with her yeah but I was definitely hanging out with her because the next picture is of me and Janine and one of Will Smith's backup something or other someone that was working up there with DJ Jazzy Jeff I don't know we saw him Somewhere at the hotel. I don't know. There were a lot of embarrassing things that happened from there, but I'm pretty sure Janine <laughs> picked up my phone and took those pictures when I got in the pool. Thank, Thank you, Janine. For letting us all have this moment. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. facilitating this. <laughs> uh, and thank you, Helene, for joining us today. Been an absolute so pleasure. Much. We love you. Good luck out there, little podcast. Like and subscribe, share, tell everyone.